You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everyone? We're back with another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. I hinted at it in the last podcast. We are going to talk recruiting today with our recruiting insider, Gabby Urrutia. Uh, lots of news. It's been coming in fast, Gabby, here in the last week or two. Um, seems like June is going to be a big month when things start opening up around the country, hopefully, uh, from a recruiting standpoint with the NCAA dead period being lifted. Again, hopefully. Not sure it's it's officially been done yet at this point, but the expectation is June 1st. Everything should start getting back to normal from a recruiting standpoint in terms of visits and all that good stuff. But before we jump into all the names everyone needs to know and what's going on right now for June, um, Gabby, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. I'm, it's always great to, to be back on the pod with, with you, David. It's, uh, I know it's a whole new era. Uh, how, how's it been going for you? Like, you know, you kind of took over through the smoke. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big deal. It's been fun, man. I, I feel like Chris and I have had really good conversations about, you know, what's going on with the team. Uh, always appreciate his insight, his expertise. And yeah, I mean, really from my perspective that the biggest change has been the editing side of things right yeah. Andrew w- when he was hosting the podcast he handled all the editing the uploading to uh, you know the host and all that good stuff so I've had to learn how to do that uh, but I think so far so good uh, again stick with us because you know it's still a learning learning process here we're going through but I feel like we are hitting our stride whether you know it's it's me and Chris or, or me and you or the three of us on on at the same time together. So I, I've been encouraged. I, I I understand. You know, people are going to miss Andrew. He definitely did a good job uh, running the podcast and and on the site as well. But uh, things change, and uh, you know, hopefully, people will still stick with through the smoke because I feel like we'll we'll still entertain, still give our listeners plenty of scoop. So let's get into that, Gabby. Um, where do you want to start? How about, um, you know, so, some official visits are, are starting to be set up, right, for the month of June. Um, I'll just let you take it wherever you want to take it now. Who, who do you want to jump into now with that? Yeah, I mean, I guess we can we could start off with the, the first guy. Miami's going to get on campus for an official visit, and that's uh, Malik Agbo out of Washington State. I mean, he's the only guy at this point that has set up the an official visit for that first weekend, the June through the June 4th through June 6th. And uh, you know, that I, man, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this offensive line class shapes up. And, you know, that's a name that's kind of, that might be like, you know, freshly, I, I feel like it kind of caught Miami fans maybe off guard to see yeah. him book an official visit. You know, he's not a name that maybe a lot of people were super aware of. Um, you know, I, I had really heard his name for the first time, um, you know, just a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, I, I was in Dallas actually the same time he was in Dallas and, you know, I didn't get a chance to talk to him cause he was at a different event, but, you know, just talking to some of the guys that 
were that are familiar with him, uh, you know, in the area and stuff, just because, you know, Texas is after him as well. Uh, I got the sense that, you know, this is a, a really talented kid and, uh, you know, him setting up an official visit, I think is a pretty big deal, uh, especially coming from Washington state, you know, like yeah. literally pulled, like I, I was talking to him. I was like, listen, man, like I get it, but like, you know, literally could not be further, like top sure. left corner of the country to like bottom right corner of the country. Like, so I think that's, I think that's going to be, uh, an interesting i think that's definitely an interesting name to continue to monitor it does sound like he's gonna leave the region just talking to some people that are kind of familiar with the recruitment so i know a lot of people like at least on our boards have been like oh like that's not gonna happen like he's ridiculously far away but um you know i think that there's a chance that you know he he takes the visit and you know he's also going to visit lsu and like you know i think he's legitimately looking at schools outside of the region and you know well, I mean, we'll see how that goes. I mean, David, I mean, you've been doing this a lot longer than me. What's your kind of your take of a guy from Washington State, you know, kind of yeah. making a cross-country trip like this to, to Miami? How, how do you kind of see that kind of playing out? Well, especially in recent years, right? Uh, the last decade or so, it's, it's becoming less and less common for Miami to land highly touted players from, you know, outside the Southeast, I would say. Um, you know, Malik, according to the 24-7 sports composite, he's a four-star guy just outside of the top 247. So he's rated 268th in the country. Uh, the crystal ball predictions for whatever that's worth. There's one in right now from Brandon Huffman, who is our insider up in that Washington area. He has it set for LSU. So the early temperature seems to think, you know, LSU, which Speaking to your point indicates he is willing to uh, go away from home for his college experience. You know, and, and I think it's fair for Miami fans to have that initial reaction of, wow, why would he come all the way across the country to look at Miami? What would you say, you know, what's your feeling on, or what would you say to Miami fans in terms of maybe providing hope that no Miami is legitimately in this thing? Is there anything you've picked up on that that indicates to you he's he's seriously looking at Miami besides, you know, this this official visit being scheduled? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I was talking to him about Miami and, you know, he seemed really excited to just about, you know, everything the staff has talked to him about. Like he seemed really excited about what Garen Justice is doing at Miami, like, you know, the way that he develops, like he said, ultimately his goal is to, you know, get to the NFL. And like he feels like Garen Justice has proven that he can develop guys and, you know, turn them into an NFL player. He, he said, like, I feel like I can come to Miami and become an NFL player. Um, so ultimately, I just think it's, you know, I, I think that there's a legitimate interest. Otherwise, I mean, I don't know why he would set up an official visit, you know, with the fact that these kids haven't been able to see many programs. I feel like, you know, these five visits are like just like very, very coveted, you know, like you need to really narrow it down to five schools that you are truly, truly interested in and you could see yourself at. So, you know, the fact that he's kind of doing that is, uh, I, I think, is a good sign. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just one of you got kind of got to wait and see how it goes, come off the visit. You know, he's going to go to LSU, who, again, may might be perceived as the favorite right now, and then kind of see how it goes from there. But I don't think Miami's out of it. You know, there's this is a guy that they're going after pretty hard, from my understanding. So we'll see how it goes. From a, from a prospect standpoint, I like everything he's all about. I, I kind of pound the table that with this spread offense, I want to see Miami get big offensive linemen that can move people in the run game, right? 
you're, you're going to have a quarterback in the shotgun 90% of the time, which makes pass protection much, much easier on an offensive line in general. So I want guys that are bigger frame, bigger bodies, strong bodies, and can move people in the run game as well. You know, I haven't seen Malik in person, right? Um, but just his profile listed at six foot six, 320 pounds, you know, probably a similar build to Jalen Rivers, who, you know, probably later in his UM career will be an offensive tackle. But in terms of getting on the field uh, soon, he's going to have to kick inside and play guard. He has the strength to play guard and the athleticism to play tackle later in his college career. I think Malik Agbo is looked at as a taco, tackle in the long term. Uh, but maybe, you know, if he wants to get on the field quicker, he'd have to be willing to play guard. So I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of the idea of Malik Agbo as a prospect in general. Let's, let's move on to another guy who you want to highlight here, Gabby. Yeah, I mean, let's shift it over. I mean, Kamari Rogers, I feel like, is a name that, you know, a lot of Miami fans are familiar with at this point. You know, out of Holmes County, Mississippi, you know, top 247 guy. Uh, he's been on Miami's campus a couple times already at this point of the, pro- uh, this point of the process, which is, which is good news. And the fact that Miami's getting one of his five official visits, uh, I think it's the weekend of June 18th, uh, I believe. And yeah, man, you know, Miami, Miami's going to go, go have to cornerbacks this cycle. You know, I think that you can see that with the way that they're kind of offering guys, you can kind of see that with the way that they've kind of expanded the board. I feel like in a way that I haven't really seen in a few, in the, the past few years, you know, I feel like they haven't been shy about offering cornerbacks and, you know, I feel like they kind of casted a wide net, but I feel like Kamari Rogers is one of the guys that they're really zeroing in on as, you know, kind of like hoping that he's a guy that they're kind of able to pull out of state. Um, I was talking to someone very close to him and, you know, it sounds to me that Miami's in a pretty good spot. You know, he dropped that top six. Uh, I believe it was this past week and maybe it was Saturday. Uh, it was Tennessee, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Ole Miss. Um, I'm trying to think who else was in there. Miami, I, a few different schools. And, you know, they, I, the person I spoke to told me that Miami's probably in the top two or top three of, mm-hmm. of that top group. So, you know, I think Miami's in a really good spot here. I know DeMarcus Van Dyke. Uh, has been a part of the recruiting process of Kamari Rogers for a few years now. You know, he told me that Demarcus Van Dyke has been there from day one uh, of Kamari Rogers's, you know, recruitment. So I think that there's a really strong relationship there. Uh, also told me that there's a chance Kamari Rogers gets on campus prior to his official visit. So I think that there's a chance that wow. you know he comes one more time before he actually comes on his official visit. So I think Miami's a school that. You know, they're really like the Rogers family in general is just really interested in. I think that school they're really intrigued by. Uh, I think Miami has a really good chance here. You know, I I think that they're just they're going to go down swinging. You know, you always worry about, you know, Ole Miss kind of swooping in, Uh, you know, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, of course, are always going to be a threat. Tennessee is going to get an official visit. Um, So, you know, I I think it's a big deal that, you know, Kamari Rogers kind of has found his way to UM already a few times might come again and then we'll spend a weekend in Miami for an official visit. So, uh, you know, he, he's a big fish in this class. He could be a big domino to potentially fall whenever he does yeah. make a decision. So, uh, yeah, I think that would be, I think that's big that Miami was able to lock up one of his five officials. So yeah, June 18th looks like he's set to visit Miami. You mentioned it. He's a four-star guy, the composite, the industry generated, uh, average, ranking for Kamari number 63 overall in the country. So he is a big, big, big time cornerback prospect. Um, of course, from 
from Mississippi. So Ole Miss, you kind of hinted at this, Gabby. Ole Miss kind of perceived as the biggest competition for Miami. Right now, as things stand on the crystal ball, Ole Miss is the team to beat, right? What do you make of that? Yeah, uh, I just, you know, Ole Miss is, again, just a hometown school. I mean, us being South Florida guys, you know, our goal is always to keep, you know, the local guys home. So, I mean, you got to understand Ole Miss kind of, you know, putting the full court press on on Kamari Rogers. Like, this is a guy they don't want to leave. They don't they don't want this guy to leave Mississippi. You know, they have one of the top cornerbacks in the country, right? Right in their backyard. Right. So, you know, it's something that us Miami fans can relate to. And we can also relate to out-of-state teams kind of coming into our backyard and trying to pluck some of the top talent down here. So I think Miami kind of needs to flip the script a little bit and, and do a little bit of that. Um, another thing that was actually kind of noteworthy, again, I don't know how much it matters, but you know, they told me that Kamari Rogers like hates the cold. Like he, he's always wearing a hoodie. He's <laughs> always cold. Like, you know, he face, he was on FaceTime with David Cooney during the hurricane's first scrimmage a couple weeks ago. And he, there was, it was, just, it was sunny. It was beautiful outside. Like apparently wasn't a cloud in the sky and you know, it was like cloudy and like rainy in Mississippi while they were on <laughs> FaceTime. So I think that was like a, just a little subtle reminder of what could potentially be if you were to, you know, make his way down to South Florida and play his college football there. It's like, do you want to play in this all year or do you want to have to deal with the cold and the rain and the wind and stuff like that? So, you know, could potentially be something to factor in. I don't know how much that actually matters, but apparently that is like a thing for him. So Interesting. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's worth pointing out too, right? Manny Diaz made moves with the secondary coaches, um, you know, two land guys like Kamari Rogers, Uh, Travaris Robinson, respected as a big time recruiter throughout his career. Demarcus Van Dyke viewed as an up and coming position coach, right? A cornerback coach and kind of understands the recruiting aspect that, you know, the importance of it. So, uh, again, Kamari Rogers, top, top hundred player in the country. It would be very encouraging, um, if this coaching staff was able to pull him at some point during this cycle, who should we touch on next Gabby? Yeah, this guy hasn't set up an official visit anywhere. I don't think, but he's definitely someone I want to, I want to talk about a little bit. Um, Kamari Wilson, uh, again, a name Miami fans are really familiar at this point, you know, five-star safety at IMG Academy, Fort Pierce native, you know, South Florida guy, uh, you know, he dropped a top 12 or something like that. <laughs> it's funny right. how on April 1st, he was saying he was going to make a commitment. And then it's just like, bam, a few days later, here's 12 schools <laughs> that I'm considering. And it's just like, man, like really just putting everyone through the yeah, through it all. But, you know, um, you know, Steve Wiltfong got a chance to catch up with Kamari Wilson, pretty tough guy to get a, a hold of. Um, so that's pretty big that Steve was able to, you know, get a get a grasp of some things. Uh, pretty notable that he mentioned Miami, LSU and Georgia as like the schools kind of pushing the hardest right now. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of lines up with something he said on a YouTube show. Uh, can't remember the name of the YouTube show right now, but he was saying that Miami is like one of his top three schools, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying we're thinking like, Oh, Alabama's in this. I don't even think Alabama's in his top 12. Like I don't think he even mentioned them, which is pretty uh, weird. I think because I feel like that was a school. A lot of people kind of were linking him to, but uh, you know, I honestly didn't really come as much as a surprise to me to hear that Miami has been pushing this. I think this is a guy that they've wanted for a long time now. Uh, they might only take one safety this cycle. And 
I mean, who's recruited the safety position better than Miami over the last few years, right? You got right. Avante Williams, who was the composite number two safety in the country. James Williams last cycle, who finished as the number one safety in the country. And, you know, Miami's going after one of the top safeties in the country again in Kamari Wilson. And, you know, I got a chance to talk to him last October when I was in Bradenton for the IMG Academy Northwestern game. And, you know, on his own, he just started raving about uh, T-Rob and South Carolina when he was the defensive coordinator over there. So, you know, one of the one of the first things I thought of when Miami hired Javaris Robinson, it's like, man, this is really big for Kamari Wilson. Because right. again, Miami was already a school that was making an impression on him, was already a school that, you know, was making moves with him. And then you're bringing in a coach that sounded like probably one of his favorite guys to talk to, you know, again, for him to bring him up on his own, this is a highly touted kid. Uh, it's kind of a big deal to me. And so I think that's a big, big move for Miami. And I, I feel better about Kamari Wilson today. Um, not that he's going to make a commitment anytime soon. I'm sure he's probably going to, you know, take this down to the wire, potentially an early signing sure. day. But, um, you know, it's, I, I feel like Miami's pretty, sitting in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah, T-Rob, definitely a, a reason for optimism for, from a Miami fan perspective. Um, again, this is why T-Rob was brought in here to, to win these type of recruiting battles, and we'll see how it goes. Who's next, Gabby? I mean, I, we can get into the, we can get into the, what do you call it, into the official visit weekend on June 11th, because it seems like that's going to that's gonna be loaded. I don't know if you want to get sure. to that on the other side, though. Yeah, let's get into the, the official visit weekend right now, and, and then we'll take a break and, and get into the other stuff on the other side. But June 11th, right? Big official visit weekend shaping up for, for the Hurricanes. Tell us, just run us through the names that we already know that are going to be visiting that weekend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, start off with, you know, Miami's only commit, that's Ja'Curry Brown. Uh, you know, that's a, obviously a big piece for that because you're going to have multiple targets on campus. So to have your, your quarterback commit, the kind of leader of your class on campus for that weekend is definitely a big deal. And um, other guys are going to be joining him, uh, four-star wide receiver Jaden Gibson out of the Orlando area, uh, three-star wide receiver Quan Lee out of the Gainesville area, three-star offensive lineman Leighton Nelson out of the Orlando area, Plantation American Heritage, four-star Jacoby Spells, and you got Isaiah Bond out of Georgia. It's going to be there too. Hold on, David. I'm sorry. My bad, man. My dog was barking. <laughs> so we got Isaiah Bond, yeah. And then we got a big domino kind of fell in all this, and that's Caden Helms, the four-star tight end out of Nebraska. So it's going to be a pretty, pretty loaded weekend for Miami that June 11th weekend. And I mean, I, if I'm Miami, I'm feeling pretty good about that. You're not getting a ton of local targets on campus other than Jacoby Spells, but you do got a lot of guys that Miami's kind of going after that are going to be in Coral Gables the same weekend. Of those guys that are penciled in, right, to, to visit that weekend, obviously Jakari Brown already committed. Who would you – it's it's early, right? But who do you think would be the guy to circle for commit watch you know, that weekend or maybe in the week after that visit. Yeah. I mean, if I had to, if I had to say like uh, uh, those guys that might be committing that, I, I mean, I would circle Quan Lee, you know, he's right. a guy that I feel like might be one of the next dominoes to fall. Uh, you know, Jacari uh, Brown's looking for weapons, uh, you know, Quan Lee's a guy that he knows well, he's a guy that he really likes. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, my, if Quan Lee were to, were to pull the trigger on, on Miami coming off that visit. Another, another guy that I wouldn't be surprised about would be Leighton Nelson. And, you know, okay. I think he might be one of the guys to kick off the offensive line class, you know, 
Miami's really the only in-state school that's really pushing for him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he, he's close with his mom. You know, I talked to him this week and, you know, I think Tennessee might have uh, a chance here. And that's just because you, the, all those guys are the staffers that were at UCF and they all made their way up to Tennessee. And that staff at, UC, at UCF was the first, were, they were the first people to offer him. And they've kind of kept on, kept up with that communication as they moved up to, to Knoxville. So I think, uh, you know, they could potentially be, you know, a team here. But I just think the fact that Miami's closer to home and, you know, Garen Justice is making him a priority. I think that he could be someone that eventually winds up in this class, maybe not too far long after he takes the visit. He does have Pitt and, again, Tennessee that he's planning to get to. But, you know, I feel good about Miami's chances to, to beat out those programs. And, you know, he wants to make a decision probably midsummer, probably before senior season. So I wouldn't be too surprised to see Leighton Nelson maybe hop on board too. You've We've talked about defensive backs already Jacoby spells I think is a guy that might be a little underrated to be honest right now oh yeah I think he's a stud right um he's planning to visit that weekend as well where where would you say Miami is right now with him because you look at the other schools uh you know viewed as being in the mix right now with Jacoby and Miami kind of stands out, right? It's kind of schools like Indiana, West Virginia, Syracuse. Should Miami be viewed as, as the team to beat in your opinion? Yeah. I mean, to me personally, and again, this, like, you know, he hasn't really flat come out and just flat out said, Hey, yeah, Miami's a favorite, but I mean, just like what you're saying, David, like you're looking at who Miami's competing against and it's West Virginia, it's Syracuse, it's Indiana. And it's like, if you have a kid from Broward County, and you're all in for him and you're pushing for him and your competition is again, that's, and that's not a knock on West Virginia. You know, West Virginia does a great job recruiting South Florida. They always have, but you know, Miami shouldn't, I don't think Miami should come close to losing a recruiting battle. If they're going toe to toe with West Virginia or going toe to toe with Syracuse or going toe to toe with Indiana. Again, those are all good programs. Indiana just coming off is coming off a big year. Uh, I like Neil Brown. I like what they're doing. I know Nick Monroe at Syracuse does a really good job in South Florida. But, you know, I just feel like this is just a – I just feel like this is just Miami's kind of battle to lose. You know, Jacoby Spells is one of the local guys that's, you know, making – like has already, like, made it known. He might be the only local, like, South Florida guy that has, like, announced that he's taking an official visit to Miami to this point. And so that kind of tells me that he might be wanting to make a decision sooner rather than later. And so, you know, I, I would put Miami as the favorite there at this point. That's why my crystal balls on Miami. I'm, I have no intention of moving it unless something drastically changes. And so, yeah, I think Miami should be probably viewed as the favorite there, which is a big deal. It's a big deal. Cause like you said, yeah. there's an underrated guy. Like there's a guy that is a converted wide receiver, did a really good job as a junior for a for a American heritage team that won a state championship, like convincingly won a state championship. Like, I don't know how much competition they really had outside of Miami Northwestern, you know, that plays at a really good program is coached by Patrick Sertan, who's, you know, one of the best, at least Dolphins cornerbacks, uh, you know, he's just plays it in a really good program. I think that this would be a, a really good get for Miami. And I'm honestly surprised more schools aren't involved. Like I saw him at the Under Armour Miami camp and I'm like, man, like this kid looks like a cornerback. You know, this kid looks like a type of cornerback that kind of works in today's college football game. So yeah. I, I'm definitely surprised more schools aren't involved. And so I think it would be a big get for Miami. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that tests well, right? In the 40, yeah. I think he ran. I don't know if Under Armour officially releases their their numbers from their camps, but he ran the fastest 40 time at that camp, somewhere in the 4.55 range. 
He's gone under 11 seconds in the hundred meters and he's kind of a thicker build corner, right? He, he's not one of these skinny lanky corners. That's yep. going to need a year or two in the college program, mm-hmm. uh, to develop his body. So someone I respect, I forget who told me this, um, compared him to Xavier Rhodes at the yeah. same stage. Cause you know, Xavier similar, similar profile in terms of he played wide receiver early on in his high school career, kind of a thicker build and also very athletic. I I can definitely see that comparison spells might be an inch or two shorter than Xavier, but uh, you know, that I think that's a strong comp because I remember Xavier back in the day uh, he was a beast (laughs) for Miami New Orleans. So that's a very strong comp. Anyone else to, um, to touch on from this June 11th official visit weekend, or should we, take a break and get into more on the other side. Yeah, no, I I mean, we could talk about Caden Helms real quick. I mean, I had a conversation with him yesterday. Um, You know, it sounds like Miami is in a pretty good spot here. Um, I think Oklahoma might be the team to watch, but, you know, I think there's an intriguing pass catcher that it sounds like multiple Miami staffers are all in on. He had a lot of good things to say about uh, Stephen Field. Um, You know, a lot of good things to say about Miami's tradition at tight ends. So, you know, We'll see what happens there. You got you got a lot of programs pushing, but you know I feel like Miami, you know, is kind of zeroing in on him as their potential tight end target for the, this cycle, and I think that could be a pretty big deal. Definitely. All right, so let's take a break here, and we will on the other side get into maybe what's looking like a plan Miami has in the month of June for the local recruits. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we're back, Gabby. And uh, you wrote it on the site on Thursday on InsideTheU.com, a VIP article. Um, You know, again, Gabby is churning out content every single day. So if you love this recruiting stuff and you need to scratch that itch every day, <laughs> Gabby is there for you every day inside the U.com. You know, I think if you subscribe, you definitely get your money's worth. Uh, but anyways, tell us what you kind of uncovered, you know, early June, it looks like there's going to be a plan to get some recruits on campus, uh, you know, it, it, with primarily an emphasis on local recruits. Tell us what you know. Yeah, so it sounds like, you know, like what we were kind of touching on earlier, it sounds like the dead period is at this point, it's sounding like it's going to be lifted um, on June 1st. That's the conclusion of May. So Miami's planning like a cookout on June 1st, the first day that they could 
I guess, host recruits on campus and, you know, meet with them face to face. So they're planning like a, like a cookout for, you know, local talent, you know, in-state guys. And, um, you know, it just sounds like it's just going to be a way to just kind of get everyone together, get a bunch of guys together and, you know, just kind of, just kind of hang out and just kind of kick it. It's on a, I believe June 1st is a Tuesday, you know, so, you know, I don't know. How, I don't know. It's not going to be super football related. It's going to be more sure. just like a, Hey, let's just come hang out. Let's, let's talk it up. Let's, you know, maybe an opportunity for Miami to size up some of the guys and just kind of see uh, who's who at this point, because, you know, Manny Diaz did get a chance to see some of those guys in person at the Under Armour Miami right. camp, but, but not everybody. So I think it'll be a good chance for, you know, the rest of the staff and, you know, some of those guys to just get a look at, just kind of look at these guys, you know, eye to eye too, and just, you know, kind of remind them of what it's like to kind of be home. And, you know, I feel like, you know, Tavares Robinson has been saying this too, you know, he wants to show off Miami's campus to these guys. Like, I know you wrote an article about what he was saying during his availability, David, about like, you know, how he wants to show these guys what the University of Miami campus is like. So I think it's just a chance for those guys to also meet, you know, Travars Robinson in person and meet Jess Simpson, especially with all these loaded defensive linemen, uh, you know, see DeMarcus Van Dyke again and all these guys and just kind of get a chance to maybe just be refreshed with what the campus has to offer and, you know, what it's like to just be able to drive down the street and, you know, kind of kick it with, you know, this Miami staff that's, you know, working hard to kind of keep a lot of these guys home. So I think it'll be a great opportunity for, for the university and for some of these guys to just, you know, get a better look at, and Miami again, you know, after all this time that they've kind of been away, right. you know? Yeah. I mean, you got a running list up on the website. Uh, we won't name every single guy in that list um, of guys you've confirmed that plan on being there June 1st. Um, but I will say, I think we should talk about a particular position group of guys that you've confirmed will be there. And that's linebacker, right? You got yeah. Wesley Besaint top 247 linebacker out of Miami Central, four-star DeMario Tolan out of the Orlando area, four-star Travis, Travis Trey Lathan, mm -hmm. and three-star Omar Graham Jr. So, you know, I think essentially that's kind of Miami's linebacker recruiting board, right? Yeah. Um, so it's a big deal. They're going to be getting – you know, at this point, it looks like all four of those guys are planning on being there June 1st. Yeah, I, I, that's a big deal. You know, like, I feel like Miami, the linebacker position is a position that they feel like they, they can maybe recruit better. Uh, you know, I feel like we kind of saw like some holes, uh, especially in 2020 at the position. And, you know, I just think depth is needed. I think they just need to get longer, need to get faster. And I feel like you're getting a lot of really talented guys out there. Uh, you know, Wesley Bessaint, you know, probably one of the top defensive targets on the board, period. Uh, you know, a guy at Miami Central, top target at the position for a lot of guys. And, you know, just to get him on campus, uh, even if it's not for an official visit, but just to kind of get him on campus that first day, uh, I think is a big deal. You know, so I think that's I think it's going to be really, really big for those guys. You know, Travis Slayton's a guy that, you know, again, I really like. I think he shows that he can cover. I think he shows that he can move around really well. Another guy that used to play wide receiver was playing wide receiver as a junior at Gulliver Prep. Again, a guy that's right down the road. You know, Gulliver Prep is like less yeah. than like two miles south of the University of Miami's campus. And, you know, again, just a guy that can kind of pop in and just kind of come around whenever he likes. So. Again, I just think that this is the advantage of just, you know, being at Miami, just being able to get guys like that to speak, hey, man, just make a right on US1 when you come out of your neighborhood and just show up on campus, you know? And uh, so I think that's a pretty big deal. And then, again, the other guys, Tolan, again, from the Orlando Kissimmee area, 
uh, coming down. Omar Graham, too, is a guy that, you know, just spent some time at Florida State. Uh, again, Tolan actually walked around Miami earlier this year before the Under Armour camp. So this will be his kind of his him coming back to UM. So I think that's a big deal that they're able to get a lot of these guys that they're going after. And again, just to be able to size them up, like, you know, you know, you're probably not gonna be able to take all four of these guys. So to just be able to see all four of them together next to each other in person. And right. I think, again, I think, think it'll be a good opportunity for you to kind of figure out, you know, kind of even a little bit further about what you want to kind of do at the position there. So I think that's a big deal that all four of those guys will be there at the same time. I'm sure much more names are going to be coming through. Uh, you know, we're still probably closer to two months away from this actually happening. So yeah, it's a, uh, it, it should be, it should end up being a, a really big day for Miami. Yeah. And one of the cliches that, you know, stands the test of time when it comes to recruiting, right. Follow the visits and uh, you know, it's a cliche cause it's true. Uh, follow the visits. So the more that Miami can get these type of guys on campus, you would think it's a good sign for where Miami stands in terms of landing them. Um, let's get into, I want to get into some guys in the Louisiana area. Um, Gabby, Jordan Allen, a defensive back. I think I view him more as like a nickel, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's, you know, he's, I've seen him listed as a corner, as a safety. I think he's more of a nickel and then wide receiver Shaz Preston. I believe are both those guys, four-star guys, or is, is Shaz the only four-star guy of the two? I think Jordan Allen might be a three-star. Do I have that right? Yeah. Uh, so Jordan Allen is a three-star and then Shaz Preston is a, is a four-star top two, four, seven guy. What do we need to know about those two guys and kind of where Miami stands? Is, does Miami have a chance to maybe get them on campus at some point this summer, you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I think both, I think Miami has a chance to get both those guys on campus. You know, Jordan Allen is a guy that, you know, even before Miami offered him, like I, I knew that he was a guy that they liked, that they were evaluating and all that stuff. And, you know, he's always been interested in Miami. You know, Miami's always been one of those schools that he's kind of wanted, like he really, really wanted that Miami offer. And, you know, since they, since he got it, you know, he's been in communication with Demarcus Van Dyke, Travis Robinson, all those guys. And, uh, you know, he told me at, at some point last month, he was like, I'm talking to those guys every day. And, you know, Miami made his, you know, top six, uh, which kind of lines up, puts them in line to kind of potentially get an official visit from Jordan Allen. I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those guys that ends up on campus officially this summer. Um, you know, so I would definitely watch out for that. And, yeah, I see him as like a, a nickel type guy. I, I watched him play uh, in Battle Miami. And you can kind of tell he has that. He's kind of like he, he kind of has like that versatile, the versatility to like, you know, maybe be in a, a safety, maybe be a nickel, like who kind of knows, like, I feel like he may be one of those like tweener guys. Right. Um, so I think that he could, I think he's an interesting prospect for sure. And I think Miami's in a pretty good position with him. Uh, Shaz Preston. Uh, it doesn't sound like Miami's going to get an official from him. And you know, that might sound discouraging, but I was actually talking to his dad yesterday. Uh, so I guess it would have been Thursday. Um, just about, you know, where Miami kind of stands with all this, like, you know, he's got Alabama, USC, LSU, Texas, Mississippi state, you know, other schools that are, that are pushing and all that. And his dad was just telling me, he's like, look, we really like Miami. Uh, he was on the phone with uh, David Cooney and Manny Diaz, uh, this week, you know, he's, this this is a guy that's, you know, they're talking with him. They're making a play for Shaz Preston, but he told me, he's like, he's already seen Miami twice, you know, and, you know, again, just kind of what I was alluding to earlier, uh, these five official visits are very important because you need to be able to go see places that you've never seen before. 
And again, yeah, you follow the visits. Is it good news for Miami that, you know, they're not going to get an official visit or it's sounding like they're not going to get an official visit? Yeah, you know, that's probably not ideal. But, you know, he did say that they're going to be in the Tampa area this summer. Uh, and he said that there's a chance that they drive down to Miami and, you know, do one of those unofficial things at some point, you know. So that would be the third time that Shaz Preston has been on Miami's campus. Some of these schools he hasn't been to at all. So, you know, I think Miami's still kind of a player in here. You know, when it comes to likelihood of him landing in the class, I'll probably put him behind a Quan Lee, behind a Jaden Gibson, uh, behind some of those guys. But again, you never know. But uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be tough to kind of pull him out of LSU. Uh, I think Mississippi yeah. State is a sleeper here just because his older brother is a def- he's a starting defensive back under Mike Leach. So, you know, but, you know, I think they're going to really take in all the process and, you know, really like value all the visits that he takes and then. You know, Shaz said he wants to make a decision prior to his senior year. So, you know, if he doesn't make his way back to Miami, uh, I'm not too sure uh, how that's going to go for them. But, you know, I know that this is a guy that they're, they're chipping away at and that they're still staying in constant communication with. So, you know, what, you never know how things could play out. You know, plans change all the time. And, you know, he could potentially pivot and decide, hey, you know what, I do want to spend a weekend in Coral Gables. So uh, I would definitely watch out for that and just, uh, you know, kind of continue to monitor it. What, what sense do you have, Gabby, that, you know, Miami, Miami's recruiting staff, Miami's coaches kind of have their board, you know, it, it's all coming together now. Cause I think, you know, we've talked about how with this, the weirdness of this 2022 cycle due to COVID and, and all that stuff, it's been hard to evaluate guys. It's been yeah. hard to get eyes on guys, all that. So do you feel like things are kind of piecing together more now and Miami kind of knows what direction they want to go in terms of players they want to target at each position. Yeah, I definitely think they have a better sense of it. I mean, you look at a few other guys that have even said officials like Nick Cole is another guy out of Georgia that said mm-hmm. an official, visit. you know, again, just expanding the defensive backboard, but kind of still having that identity of these are the guys that we really, really want. Um, I feel like, I do feel like they have a better sense of just like what they want to do with certain spots, with certain positions. Again, like, I think we know what the cornerback board kind of looks like. Uh, we know who they like at, at most positions. I feel like we, we have a pretty good sense of the guys that they're after. So yeah, I would definitely say that, um, you know, they have a pretty good idea of that. I, I think the wild cards are maybe offensive line because, you know, there's not a lot of local guys like Miami signed three South Florida guys on the offensive line uh, this last cycle. You're not going to get that in 2021. You know, you're looking at a Leighton Nelson, who's a, you know, tackle prospect. And then again, look, they're reaching out to Malik Agbo from Washington state. You know, you're seeing what they're doing in Texas, you know, with a bunch of offers out there. And, you know, so I think the offensive line is still kind of, you know, kind of wait and see mode. Like, let's see how the board continues to expand. Garen Justice offered like three or four guys over the past week. So um, I think they're still maybe trying to figure it out there. And then defensive line, again, like, you know, it's a loaded group down here. But, you know, how many of those guys are, you know, you guys, are you really going to be able to get? And how many of those guys does does Miami kind of feel like they're in prime position for? With, you know, a lot of -of out-of-state big-time programs kind of trying to make, like, find their footing down here and, you know, make their way down here for some of those guys. So um, I think think those two positions are still kind of like, let's see. But I feel good about where they're at at wide receiver, tight end, you know, obviously the quarterback with Jakuri and, you know, especially the, the defensive backfield and then linebacker, of course, I feel like they kind of know what they want there. Overall, how do you feel about kind of the state of where things are with Miami's recruiting right now? Cause 
it, it they are taking a slow approach, right? Yeah. Only having one commit, you know, in April is weird from a Miami perspective. Um, what do you make of it? Are you, are you okay with this slow approach? Um, do you feel like we'll know more at the end of June, kind of how this class is going to shape up? Yeah, I'm not really hitting the panic button yet. And, you know, it, it's weird because like, you know, I, like, you know, I've been in Miami, I've been following Miami my whole life and I've never seen anything like this before where Miami has one commit in April. So, um, you know, it's, it's different for sure. I think it's going to be one of those things we're going to look back and just kind of see how it ends up working out that with, you know, the approach that they're kind of taking, but, you know, I'm definitely waiting to see how these June official visits go. Um, you know, I think that the ball could potentially get rolling and get rolling quickly. Uh, once some of these official visits start happening, like, again, like I feel good about, you know, what would happen with Jacoby spells after an official visit. I feel good about Leighton Nelson, Quan Lee, some of those guys, with official visits and stuff, you know, and even Jaden Gibson, you know, he's going to, I feel like, you know, Miami, Florida are going to be, that's going to be a real battle there. Like, can Miami potentially win that out? Um, you know, I think that I'm not sure how long he's going to take to make a decision with, uh, you know, those two schools really battling out. I think Baylor's in there as well, but um, you know, so I think things could potentially get rolling, uh, but I'm probably not going to hit the panic button. Like if the month of June finishes and Miami has one commit, uh, it's still Jacoby Brown. I might start yeah. being like, okay, like this is uh, this is pretty troublesome. Like they got to start making some moves. But um, until then, like until these official visits start happening, until things start opening up and kids are really starting to see places, I- I'm not. I'm really not too worried about it. I kind of trust that the staff kind of knows what's going on. And you know, you look at the reputation and what some of these guys have done in the past. You know, right. I truly believe they're going to be able to close on a lot of these guys. And, you know, with a guy like Jacurry kind of being a part of that, uh, I think that could sometimes be a bigger deal than, you know, some of the staff recruiting. Like, you know, some of the, sometimes a player like Jacurry Brown could be a better recruiter than, you know, some of the guys that are on staff. So I think that, um, you know, him being there and a part of it, I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll be down like this for too much longer, but I think we just got to stay patient and uh, kind of let this process play out because this is a, a cycle unlike any other. I know Manny Diaz, he said in his press conference, like, you know, this class is unlike any other class. So, um, I think that they're, I think that you just got to kind of, you know, take a deep breath and just kind of, kind of just sit back and just kind of let them work and let the, just let the calendar continue to flip through and just kind of see what happens. And I'll say this, you know, yes, Miami only has one commitment right now, but I do think that was a big domino, uh, getting, getting that quarterback is a big, big, big deal. I'd rather be in this situation that that Miami's in right now in this 2022 cycle in April, then they were it, you know, compared to the situation they were in last year at this time yep. where they were hoping and praying they could flip a quarterback and it, and it ended up happening. Um, but what happens if, if you're unable to flip yeah. that quarterback, you know, so being able to get that big time quarterback secured in your class is a big deal. Um, you know, quarterback to me is, it, you know, heavily weights how good your class ends up being. If, if you sign a top 10 class and it doesn't include a big time quarterback, I don't really know how good that class really is. But if you yeah. sign a top 15 class and it has a big time quarterback, to me, I'd rather have that type of class. So I think getting Jakari in the boat. Yeah. Like you said, he's going to help recruit. Um, it also just looks good, man. Everyone knows 
in modern football, how important the quarterback position is. And so you have that guy in your class, uh, everyone in the, in the, uh, recruiting cycle knows, okay, this is going to be the guy at Miami. Do I want to join Miami? And that's for them to decide. So, uh, things are going slow, but I think it's, it's purposeful. I think there is reason to it and we'll see how things do look at the end of June. I will say this, you know, in terms of paradise camp, we'll see. Um, I, I'm, I do think it, you know, they're eyeing maybe that last weekend in June. I'm not reporting that or anything, but uh, I think there is a chance some sort of paradise camp type thing might happen at the end of June. So we'll see if, if that all gets put together. Uh, there's still plenty of time between now and the end of June. And again, like who knows if the NCAA will end up opening things up like it is expected. So uh, Miami would like to have a paradise camp this year. We will see if it all comes together. Is there anything else you want to touch on here, Gabby, before we get out of here? No, I think we're good, man. You knocked it out of the park with the, with the little paradise stuff. We'll see what happens there. I'm definitely interested to see. I have never been to paradise before. I've never attended a paradise yeah. camp before. So I would definitely be super, super excited about that. Are you ready for June? Cause it sounds like June is going to be oh, crazy yeah. for you. <laughs> oh yeah. I am my, my, my June is just going to be, I'm just going to be holed up in this room. I have internet at my house now, which is crazy because I haven't had internet here for like two months. So I am going to be holed up in my room with, I'm going to make my dad make me some cafecito, like a whole like <laughs> gallon of Cuban coffee. And I'm just going to be pounding through it. I'm going to be ready to go. Let's go. So yeah, lots of stuff happening in recruiting in terms of planning towards the summer. Gabby's got it all covered on InsideTheU.com. I highly recommend if you're into this stuff, jump in with the subscription here to InsideTheU.com. We always appreciate it. That's kind of a way of supporting the podcast if you enjoy the podcast. So let's get out of here, Gabby. Thanks for the updates. We will definitely do more of this as uh, recruiting news continues to turn up. Thanks, Gabby. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me, man. Take care, man.